Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Encourage Radio, and we hope it is just that. We hope this is a time of encouragement for you guys, moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles. We are so thankful, grateful that you are listening into this, and we are excited to jump on this topic. You know, we've all, we're only just a few episodes in, and we are already being asked um, to start talking on certain, certain topics, um, issues, and ages, which yes. is awesome. We yes. love it. We're, we're actually, we're putting that word out, like, what would you like for us to talk about? But I think more is coming back to us. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the topics on, like, the teen years. Yes. And there's so much about that. So really quickly, let me just tell you what we're hoping to do. We wanted to start off with not just babies and not just the younger years, but the principles that are found in the babies and the younger years, um, what we did a previous podcast, Small Beginnings, you never leave those principles. And so we did that for a reason. Now, as we go through Encourage Radio, we are going to hit every age and stage of life. We are going to hopefully hit every possible um, home life scenario that we can. We're going to be inviting inviting guest speakers in and counselors and so forth. So as this thing grows, um, we we are going to be developing more and more topics. But today... Uh, we want to talk on this topic. You see it as you've already turned into spot, tuned into Spotify or wherever you're listening. You've seen the title, How to Love the Teenage Years. Notice the title, How to Love the Teenage Years. Now, mm-hmm. I'm excited, um, as always. Um, so in the room uh, Raina, with Raina and I, of course, we have Jacob Miller. Hello. And, yeah, hello. He is over there, as you know, running things. But we have invited um, Raya Grace Smith with us in Woo-hoo. the room. There she is, her soft little woohoo, and um, yeah, just to talk about this and and hit the talking points where it's relevant, um, obviously to her, not just to her, uh, but her experience um, in student ministry, her yep. experience in ministry, yeah, um, as a uh, former teen, um, <laughs> obviously, but just all those areas, um, you're you know, so you can speak to so much of that you're you're currently working with a lot of. Um, teenagers uh, yes. in our student ministry, so you you're very um, culturally relevant, or not relevant, yeah. but like up to date. Maybe that's a better word. Yeah. Um, what's happening in households and so forth, and so of course, yeah, Mom and I, Raina and I, are here to speak on this. All right, so you know, Raina, one of the things we heard and still hear a lot is I don't know I don't know if people just say it because that's all they know to say. I think that's what it is. You think so? Kind of like you hear about the terrible twos. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's more of a trend than what it is. Yeah. So what we're talking about, the phrase, right? You hear, oh, terrible twos. You also hear like, oh, you're having all girls. Oh, you're having all boys, twins. But right right after that, you hear, oh, man, my I'm about to have teenagers. Mm. Yes. Or they're like, oh my gosh, I have teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And I think they have, um, you know, just different 
impressions of what that's going to be from what their childhood is as well. Mm. Oh, man, you have all girls. It's going to look like this. Yeah, moody, emotional. Yes. Oh, man, you have all boys. It's going to look like this. Rough and rugged and bumps and bruises. Yes, and so many times they go into those parenting years with that already established in their mind of that's what's going to look like. Oh, did like. you guys just hear that? Yeah. She just said it. It's yeah. already established. It's already established rather than, like we've said in our previous podcast, having that game plan of what you think it could look like yeah. and should look like. Yeah. Now, I understand as well. So we're not like, we're not trying to browbeat um, those that say that because let's be fair, um, there are challenges for all yes, of us, and yeah. we don't know what those what those might be, and they can be tough. Um, we we as well. I mean, our girls were awesome, but I mean, they did go through challenges. You know, yes. they went through all sorts of growth spurts and learning their way um, into their brain and into their emotions. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But also, like just the books that you read, and we love James Dobson, but James Dobson aptly calls um, the teenage years. He calls it the canyon of inferiority. Wow. I love that terminology. And understanding that as um, parents will help them navigate them out of that. Mm. Now, let's just be honest. It is a turbulent time um, for the teens, but it doesn't have to be a turbulent time for the parents. Meaning, um, okay, here's what we know. Um, Teenagers, for the most part, think with their emotions first and only. Yes. Now, research proves that. So research proves that, but while you're at, while the adolescent brain is developing into adulthood, which doesn't really fully mature, develop into the mid to late twenties. Yeah. All yeah. right. So during that time when it's developing, um, we know that they they're only thinking with their feelings. I'm going to talk yes. about that and develop that um, even more. But here we're gonna we're gonna give you one sort of nugget, and then develop some simple steps um, around it. Here's what we know. Um, Most teens only think about right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I mean by that is like tomorrow is is just like it's the future, like it's out there. Um, The past, well, it it may not necessarily be forgotten, but it's like why even go back? They're literally dealing with the here and the now. Yes. Okay, so that's how we like that's how we deal with emotions. Okay, let me let me just use this illustration because it's me. Um, and Raina, don't laugh too loud because she's going to know it's me. Um, but think about when you lose your car keys. Mm-hmm. Right? How often do I lose yes. my car keys, Raina? <laughs> All right, think about when you it, when you lose your car keys. What happens? Like you forget about most everything else, and all that matters at that moment is I've got to find my keys. Mm-hmm. And now you begin to think emotionally. What I mean by that is I'm going to be late. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. This this shouldn't be happening right now. Like everything. Well, that's yes. how a teenager, listen, please listen. Research shows that that's how a teenager thinks about every issue. Yeah. yeah. Man. And I that's mean, pretty heavy because we run all the possible scenarios in our head from, oh, no, I got to buy a new car fob. <laughs> a key, yeah, key car, fob. yeah, that's right. I got to get this. So not only financially, emotionally, right. transportation, and they're feeling all of those emotions factor, at yeah. once. That's a good that's a good illustration. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Now, that that's not necessarily bad. It can be if we don't help them learn how to navigate yes, it. Yes, for sure. Um, and develop. So here's the key. The key is since tomorrow is like 
it seems like it's never going to get there. And it's like, tomorrow's the biggest day of my life. Tomorrow's this and that. Like, <laughs> it just seems so far reaching, but ever present. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So all they're thinking about on how to get to tomorrow is like right now. Like, yeah. I've yes. got to get my keys. I've got to get my keys. You, you, you just got to keep that in your head. So here's the one nugget of truth we want to give you. And then let's just talk about it. So mom and dad, you have to learn when navigating the teenage years to live for the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, what do I mean by that? Um, literally, probably every day that you that your teenager gets up, they're a new person yeah. to some extent. Their brain has developed and is developing so rapidly that new brain cells have formed, new neural synapse connections have been made. Remember, yesterday is like a distant memory. Tomorrow's like, I can't believe it's this going to be here. Yeah. It's so new in that in, in canyon of inferiority. It's so new that all they can think about is like right now. So... Honestly, what maybe what you told them yesterday, you wake up and you're like, were you not in the house yesterday when we talked about this? <laughs> they probably weren't like in the sense of like right now. They weren't processing exactly what you were saying in the context that you were saying it. Exactly. Exactly. And they're not able to process it now. I tell parents all the time, like, remember when your child is born, they're born at the bottom of, of an ocean of emotion. And it's your job to help them surface to the top. Well, the teenage years mean that means that right, they're still pretty deep and they're on their way up to get air. Um, yeah. We know what it's like to to live without air. Like like I, I lost my keys at that moment. All the air sucked out of you, and all you're thinking about is with emotions. So when we say live for the day, um, and Raina, this is where um, I think you absolutely excelled. Um, I I would like to say I was a little bit better with babies. Uh, you know, like, I, you know what I mean? And even you've said that as well. I'm not just sort of self-promoting, but it was easier for me um, to pick them up and hold them and rock them. And, and you did awesome. I mean, I'm not saying you weren't that. Um, but definitely during the teenage years, you were the listener. You were the processor. You were extremely patient. You didn't, you never really like reacted you, ne- you certainly didn't overreact. Like you just, I mean, the girls could come in and be like, I cut my arm off. And you were like, okay, well, let's just sit down and let's just <laughs> yeah. process through. Yeah. Let's just, and, I'm, and I, if they come in, I'd come, oh, no, 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 no. You know, For sure. You know, like I, I would, you know what I mean? Like you were yeah. so good yeah. during the teen years. What I mean is like you were able to be present in the present. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's so important. I feel like I don't want to say to stay relevant kind of with the issues but especially Mm. being in dance like living for the day is so real because one day someone would be your friend the next day someone wouldn't and especially Mm. with middle school girls it's so Mm. hard to keep up with who's friends and who's not and so being like not giving a hard time for things be different every day like don't have to you know what I'm saying? You don't have to hustle for being like, man, weren't they your friend yesterday? Like, yeah, but that's changed now. So yes. it, it was good because you were always like, all right, his mercies are new every morning. Like, Oh, this is- man, did you you just jumped ahead of the outline. But no, I mean, <laughs> no, sorry. I don't want really to have an outline. I mean, but, but, no, but you're right. That's the whole yeah. point. Like, so let's, let's just fast forward for a moment and come back. For, that's the whole point. The Bible treats us that way. Yeah. Mm. The Bible says the mercies of the Lord are new every morning. So every the Bible morning, yeah. teaches us to live for the day. The Bible says you're not guaranteed tomorrow. The yeah. Bible says you can't change yesterday. The Bible literally says today is your daily bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this isn't just a principle for teenagers. It's a biblical principle, but we have to learn how to apply it. So how do we apply it? Well, daily love. Yeah. Like the love you gave them last night 
is not necessarily the love that they need for that day. It might be different love. It might be a hug. It might be a talk. It might be a gift. It might be understanding. Who knows? But daily love, daily discipline. You know, you you can't just overall discipline. And if you have multiple children, um, that you discipline each one differently. Yes. I mean, you should. I remember each one of our girls, something, you know, prompted each one. It's so fun to hear parents come up and say, oh, I finally found here's a her trigger. Like, you know, we were we were doing some discipline. We tried this, we tried that, but we did this and oh, the change was instant. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's a daily process of doing that. It's daily mercy. Yeah. Oh, if that's one we could give moms and dads, right, Raina? Yes. And just, you know, just like we have talked about here um, at Waterstone and, you know, during the timely of adventure camp, of course, we talk about compassion mm. and being able to have compassion for your own family. Many times we're compassionate to others outside wow. our family. We don't give that same compassion Right. Forgiveness and mercy for our yeah. own family. Mm. Right. And of course, that theme of every day is a brand new day, just like we talked about for, you know, for marriage broadcasts, things like that. You have to be willing to start over every day. Yeah. Right. For and sure. you may go back and reevaluate, okay, this is what we learned, but what are we going to do? Not, didn't you learn that yesterday? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's so relieving and, whenever it is that way. <laughs> instead yeah. of, what did we learn as a forefront, just as a teaching model, and then going forward of how to navigate those waters? Because we have to remember our teens have never been there before. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes. Our teens have never navigated these relationships before. Yep. And so many times we think, oh, you should know this. No, they do not know this. That is why you are there still leading them you know, Deuteronomy 6. And that goes through young adulthood. I mean, we are only sharing what we have learned, but yes, culture has changed. Yeah, right. So yeah. we need to be aware that culture has changed. Yes. As well as how they emotionally process. Many of our kiddos have come through, you know, maybe a single parent home, maybe just various dynamics. I was looking, you know, I look at all of our kiddos in children's ministry and their parents come from all different dynamics, whether grandparents are bringing them, Aunt Susie's bringing them, an estranged friend is bringing these kiddos. These kids don't have that same foundational you know, step to build upon mm. in order to right. have certain traits that they learn. So it's up to us to have that brand new day right? to realize that they may not filter it as we would, like say if we had a mom and a dad in a home, they're not going to remember, they're not going to have that same foundational filter from that. Mm. So you're dealing with maybe a girl that didn't have a strong father figure, whatever it may be. You have to realize that your navigation for your teen is different than Susie down the street. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, And and, and you said a number of things there, um, Raina, one about marriage. So if, if we demonstrate husband and wife, like you mentioned in previous podcast, even on front site, we've mentioned this to the fathers, um, if, if I demonstrate that to you and you demonstrate that to me, our kids are watching that. So in some instances, we don't even have to practice daily love um, specifically to that child, like pointing it out. If they just yeah. watch what we do. Another thing that Ryan mentioned it, now you mentioned it again, 
um, it, God's mercies are new every morning for us as adults. Wow, what if we messed up? Let's just say, um, let's just say we, let's just say today's Friday. What if we messed up on Thursday and God was disciplining us on Thursday for that action? Mm. But what if we still woke up to Friday to a disciplining God, and He was like, "Do you remember yesterday?" And we're like. Dang, I thought that was done with. Yeah, I thought it didn't carry over. Like, what's yeah, happening? I, exactly. Yeah. So we have to think like that as um, as parents. Now, I'll be honest, that's hard. Mm. I mean, it is. Now, I know what you're thinking right now. Every day I have to keep telling my child the same message, like clean your room, turn off the lights, you know, put down the, the, the seat, clean your, pick up after yourself. Like, I get that. There are some things that, yes, are repetitious. And lovingly, they're going to have to be repetitious because that as that a brain is developing. So we're talking more more than just um, things like put away clothes, which even that is a small lesson in responsibility, but if done the right way. But we're talking more about helping them navigate a brain that is new every day. Navigate emotions, navigate maturity, navigate spirituality, navigate relationships. Like Raya brought an excellent point. You just never know that friend that was your friend yesterday may not be your friend today. Yeah. Like how wild is that to wake up and and go to that same person you were just having a good time with on Thursday and on Friday they don't even talk to you. Yeah. Well, what that does, Rainy, you mentioned as well, like culture has changed um, dramatically just in the the few years that we've been parents, how fast they've gone by. Yes, not every home is what we call nuclear, you know, original right. mom, original dad. Those terms have somewhat changed. Never, not all homes have always been that way. Yeah. But still, ch- children are processing emotions differently. We're seeing a rise in anxiety among children. We're seeing a rise in depression among children. So there's a lot of factors. But no matter yeah. where, no matter where, this is the beauty of this lesson. No matter what type of home structure you have, Grandma and Grandpa can live for the day. Aunt and Uncle yes. can live for the day. It doesn't yeah. matter. 100%. It yes. doesn't matter. Like, yeah. the, really, the only thing consistent about us, those first, what, I don't know, 12 years of ministry, um, we moved uh, a lot uh, during those first few years. The only really thing consistent about was our house, mm-hmm. like our physical yes. house. So our house, our physical house has always been extremely important to us because for us, that is vacation, that is retreat, that is rest, yeah. everything about that house, and that is consistent um, yes. for us. And that's where you demonstrated that. So when we say 100%. live for the day, 100%. Yeah. And so I was actually going to say something along that lines, like daily, the word daily to me has many meanings. Because mm. when I first hear daily, I think, oh, it's it's individual every day. It's unique every day. And I guess that's one offshoot of the definition of the word daily. But another one would be it's consistent every day. So it's kind of a weird dichotomy whenever you think about like daily love, like that's both consistent, but it's also unique. Um, And so I think that's a big thing is because there's so many shifting factors constantly happening in teenagers' lives, knowing that when they come home, they're going to come home to the same type of parent that they came home to yesterday is huge. Like knowing that temperament won't be off, knowing that the parent's busy schedule won't influence how much love and affection they get, knowing the parent's busy day at work won't affect. Like I feel like there needs to be, along with daily as an individualistic, there needs to be daily as inconsistent. And another thing I was thinking about was like, I guess it's kind of weird to talk about, but there's so many interactions that happen through media now, um, especially for teenagers. Like you're constantly Snapchatting your friends. Mm. You're constantly sending direct messages. You're constantly interacting with people who you may not have ever met yet, you know? And I think about how, like what percent of affection that teenagers receive is like real, like in real life. 
you know? And I think that's why so many teenagers want a significant other because they want affection that's like IRL, like in real life, you know? And so I think it's important for parents to be extra aware of their interpersonal communication with their kids because your conversation with your kid may be the only real life conversation they have that day. Oh gosh. Wow. That is huge. They're sending direct messages. They're on TikTok. They're, you know, like your at home affection is the only, if not a large percent of the only in-person affection they may ever receive. Wow. Like say that one more time, like IRL, like this. IRL in real life. But just say that, (laughs) I'll say it. What do you mean? Let me just say that what she just said, like your conversation with your child may be the only real in-person conversation they have that day. Like the only meaningful one. The only, the one that really touches them. Like when you're at school, you're joking around. Like, are you learning? Yeah, sure. But you're joking around, you know, when you're with your friends at sports, you're talking to other people. But like in what avenue are they going to have deep conversations? Probably online. Sure. But that's through a screen. So make Man, that was those, powerful. Yeah. And, and I that, love I love what you said, too. You played you put a twist on consistent. So when we speak of consistency in this podcast, mainly it's aimed at consistent schedule, consistent discipline, consistent messaging. Yeah. You also add an, another dyna- dynamic to it. And you were like consistent character of mom and dad. Yeah. Like you said, I want they should be the same. I should come home to the same dad. I woke up to kind of a thing like hopefully it's a good thing. Yeah, because that's was, what makes teenagers inconsistent is when uh, they're like, oh, wow. man, if I can go to school and have a bad day and come home and I can be mean to sister my my parents do that so why can't i you oh, know man. like she's dropping truth bombs today on this episode <laughs> if my oh, dad kicked the cat i can kick the cat oh girl keep keep speaking that because you're speaking truth right now yeah word you're you're you're, 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 you're randy you were going to say something we, we spoke at the same time what you were going to say something i'm trying to think of what i was going to say that's just okay. that consistency and that's where you know we talked about those parallel car rides mm. yeah. are so important and making sure like we always ta- tell parents you are a memory maker and that's sure. from in the morning those songs that you sing in the kitchen um your ride on the way to the Yeah, and it's so chill too. Like, I do I remember all the times I had like deep conversations with mom and dad on the way to school? No, not a clue. But do I remember the song Thunder by Imagine Dragons coming on the radio and dad hitting the Millie Rock and a stop? Whoa, I did that. Yes, you did. And do I I remember listening to Second Date Update on the radio with dad? Oh, man, she's dropping more truth bombs. (laughs) I'm letting them know that. Yeah, it's like, it's the cool stuff. It's the calm stuff. It's the yeah. everyday stuff. It's the mundane, you know? Right. And making those special. That. I mean, I know for us, we would have, you know, daddy, daughter date, mama, daughter dates on the way to the grocery store, yeah. on the way to Lowe's. It didn't have to be something fancy. And it could be an excuse to go to Lowe's, but really behind the scenes, you know, of course, we wanted to have meaningful conversation with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And we knew that that was our way to make it happen and to realize that each, um, you know, that that challenge of maybe that friendship or whatever, that was a real time thing for you. It is so real. And to not minimize it. Because the scary part is, it's also not that you can't filter past today, but tomorrow, um, sad to say, many kids can't find the hope in tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. 
because the situation today is so real to them. Yeah. They cannot process that it's going to get better tomorrow. For sure. And I think what's something that kind of leads to that is I feel like a lot of parents try to minimize, like you realize that so-and-so's best friend, Sally, not talking to them that day is really not that big of a deal. Mm. But when you try to minimize the pain by acting like it's not a big deal, that mm. does not help minimize the pain. Mm. That kid is not going to get their feelings validated. And then they're going to go to another friend or they're going to go to another person that probably gives poor advice. They're going to validate it and they're going to know who they're going to get fulfillment from, you know? Wow. So yeah. like not, not reacting to something is not a way of minimizing pain. Not reacting to something is just kind of like a little bit, you know, like you can say, man, like, I don't know if we should put that much heart or that much emotion into it. Like, like it really is going to get better, but do I understand that that's a really difficult thing to deal with? For sure. Like one thing that really helped me is whenever you guys would give your own experiences from your high school, your middle Mm. school and be like, I went through the same thing. I understand. I was like, thank God I'm not crazy. Like, wow. You know? So I think also just making it a point to make it a, a, I don't want to say make it a big deal. Yeah. Well, of course. Or just validate it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're equipping you to be, you know, how to grow adult children, meaning how to help you navigate relationships in the future. Because sad to say, the workplace has the same dynamics as yeah. middle school yeah. and high school. Yeah, yeah. you're still going to work with the same fifth grader. <laughs> you are still going <laughs> to yeah. work with those That's same funny. people dynamics. So unless a parent learns at the same time as their teen is learning or exactly. their child, then you're going to just be on this cycle of running into the same maybe friendship issues. Yeah, Many times some you know, adults have those same relationship issues as they had in seventh grade yeah. because they never had the opportunity to work through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's what we've said. Um, and we say this a lot, but let me just say these words. We're, we're basically saying use use actions, not just words. Like like Rice said, you don't have to go too deep with emotions and all that. And, and But you can just basically say, you know, I get it. Like, I understand. Like, well, I think we said in episode two, some of Raina's favorite, famous favorite words that still ring true is, I get it. She says that a lot. But the girls know that she means it. She doesn't just say it out of repetition, right? Yeah. Be consistent. And, of course, we develop that word in all the, the areas. But be decisive and respectful. Here's what we've learned. Remember, teenagers, um, they want to be treated like adults, not like little kids. Yeah. Yeah. They really do. And I know, I know right now what you're saying is you're going, well, they better start acting like adults. <laughs> like, I get that. Well, let me just borrow some truth bombs Raya has dropped. Well, adults start acting like adults. I mean, really, you know, let them see that around you. If, if you have a temper tantrum at the house and little Johnny has a temper tantrum because they saw dad have it. If you throw pots and pans, if you, if you use um, uh, foreign language when you foreign. when you burn your hand or you drop the groceries and and little Susie Throckmorton uses foreign language when she stumps her toe. Well, I mean, you know, you know what I'm getting at, right? Like, be the model for that. Be consistent, decisive, and respectful. Yeah. Let me just read some stuff to you, and then we can just wrap up with with final thoughts. Um, I, I sort of cut and pasted this from multiple um sources of what. Um, if your teenagers could tell you what they wanted, what do they want? And they were all consistently the same, no mm. matter who I researched. Mm. Your teen wants love. Mm. We want parents who will love us no matter what happens or what we do. 
We want our dad around more often. Wow. wow. I was literally watching a show last night. And um, of course, the dad was no longer around anymore. And he had this touching conversation with another dad. And um, so this dad chooses to finally say to his daughter, he goes, you know, I love you, right? She goes, you know, I miss you, right? Wow. Well, I was like, what? Like, I, w- well, I studied this and I'm like, she just said it. I mean, it was scripted yeah. in the movie or whatever. She could have said, yeah, dad, I love you too. Or she could have cried and said, oh, I'm waiting on you to say it, say that. He said, I love you. She goes, I miss you. Yeah. Wow. We want him home for more for dinner so we can discuss the day's happenings with him. This yeah. is what teenagers are saying. Hmm. They want understanding. Maybe we don't even understand ourselves, but we want parents who do, who will listen for and at least let us explain. Hmm. Like Raina said, they've never been here before. And mom and dad, you haven't either. Like you're in terms of like you've been a teenager, but you've never been a parent of teenagers. So you're both in this boat together of navigating this new water. They want trust. We want to be put out on our own. Like we 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 want to learn new skills. And actually, just Google this. Like Google, like what do teenagers want? And they will tell you they actually want skills and assessment that challenge them and help them become an adult. Mm. Now, I know right now you're thinking, Pastor Ron, like, he just wants to stay and play video games. The door is shut. Yes, the shell may be a little harder to get through depending upon what's happened. But down, down, down deep inside, um, this is what they want. They want our parents to expect the best of us. Like, when's the last time you said that to your kid? Like I said this, I think, to all three of my girls, and Ryan, you'll remember this. Uh, because Michael Phelps was popular at the time, you know, uh, Olympic swimmer. And I said, you are a Michael Phelps choosing to swim in a bathtub. Mm. You know lots what I mean? Lots of potential, but L- just not. Yeah, visiting. lots of, exactly. Lots of potential. Maybe you can't see it in yourself, but get out of the bathtub of this moment, if yeah. you will, and learn to swim in, in a and much. And that's so the way I am. <laughs> I'm the type of person that I have to be given the space to do something before I fully do it. Yeah. Like, it's kind of funny because um, Rihanna, my older sister, just moved out and got married a little bit ago, and she was misnutritionist, and she would kind of make dinner all the time. My parents were like, all right, Rye, whenever she leaves, you might have to be home to make dinner if we're not there, da-da-da. And they're like, da-da-da, and I was like, okay. And I, I mean, obviously, whenever Rihanna was home, I feel like I never, like, made dinner or whatever but now that she's gone i'm like man like i'm really into this cooking thing you know and so for me it's just almost like you almost have to give your kid this the opportunity in the space even if in your head you're like they are absolutely not gonna live up to par here Hmm. as long as you just show that kind of trust and you make some of the best egg dishes you put together some of the best sandwiches you're you're almost there to top me in making the best chocolate milkshake oh But no, you do awesome. I think it goes back to like our expectations marriage conference. I think there should be an expectations parent conference. (laughs) Expectations teenager conference. Because so many times um, we set an expectation and then we write the story instead of letting our children write the story. Yeah. Yeah. Children want um, to be together. I I love how they worded it. They said, we want parents who will stand beside us not over us. Yeah. yeah. Now stop thinking. I, I wish we had time to develop that. Now, and we're going to, but think about what they just said. They, they, they never said we don't want them in our lives. 
they just said they want to be beside you, not over you. So parents take one of two routes. They either micromanage, like they hover, helicopter, whatever they call it now. They hover over, or they just pull back altogether. Like, I'm just going to let them learn. No, they want you beside them. Like, this is what they're saying. We appreciate guidance in important matters. Um, but yes, we don't want to be nagged about every little thing. Like Rice yeah. said, just give me the space. Here's a few more. They want responsibility. Yeah, believe it or not. We may not like chores, but we but we do want to understand how to manage life. And so just give it to them as, in, in bites. They want friendships. And I think Rye already alluded to this, like it might be the only meaningful conversation you have. Uh, we want friends, but we may not know how to choose them, trust them, or even keep them. Yeah. yeah. And I think parents would say, I want to learn how to keep friends. Yeah. Um, just a few little insights um, on that. But remember, the whole nugget of this is live for the day. You're probably going to wake up with somewhat of a different teenager each and every day. Mm. That is by biological design because they are literally growing into the brain that God has given them. For the most part, where they think first and foremost is with their feelings until the rest of their brain learns to develop and override, guide, rule, and govern that. So just know that, expect that, but love them consistently every day in those areas. Raya, it has been awesome to have you on with us. Thanks, and thanks for, for having me. Dropping those truth nuclear bombs. Oh, yeah. And you Raina, of course, just thank kidding. you for being on the other end of that Yay. microphone and smiling. I can't see your mouth because it's covered by the filter, but <laughs> I can is. see your squinty <laughs> eyes um, and the smile. Jacob, thank you for setting this up. No problem. Thanks, thank, bro. Thank, no problem. Thanks for running it. Thanks for making us sound really good. And thank you, listener, for thank, tuning in. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Say, <laughs> it in your, say it in your radio voice, thank Raya. Thank you, viewers, for tuning in today. Wow. Encourage Radio. Well, you need to do the intro. No, I can't live up to Jordan. Oh, how funny. That's front side. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Wrong by guys. No, wrong you're by good. Guys. You're good. You're good. <laughs> but honestly, thank you guys for listening. Share, um, follow, and just get the word out. We're praying over you, mom and dad. We're praying over your household. Thanks again for listening yes. to Encourage Radio. Enjoy the teenage years, but do it day by day. Yeah. Have a great day, by the way. Bye. Bye.